Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart on Monday, the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from chimpanzee all the way down to chimpanzee. This week, a very special guest in the monkey house from Stupid Old Studios and the host of Gamey Gamey Game, it's Evan Munro-Smith. Hey, thanks for having me. So good to have you back here in the monkey house. Was this about your third time in here? Yeah, I think so. And uh, what times we've had. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a quiet moment to reminisce about the good times. Mm. <laughs> oh yes, they were good times. Uh, when you were here <laughs> not too long ago, I asked you what's your favourite primate, Evan Munro Smith, and you told me that it would probably be the human. Now, people, <laughs> some people love that as an idea. We did a primate of the year 2018 uh, last week. We counted down the top five, and I didn't mention, but a couple of people voted for Evan's <laughs> human. So, Great! It feels like such a cop out. It is. <laughs> Could you give us a non-human primate? Do you have any? Or is that you said human because you just you're not aware of the existence of any non-human primates? I know there are other ones. I just don't like them as much. Right. You do spend a lot more time with humans, I guess. Yes. You're. I wouldn't even call you an amateur primatologist. You're probably not a primatologist at all. Um, would that be fair to say? I think that would be fair to say, yes. Well, we still allow you in here because <laughs> it's good to have a, a bit of an outsider perspective every now and then. This primatologist is at the, the official? The Yeah. That's, yeah, right. That could not be any more official. <laughs> that's so official it's in the dictionary. Wow. Uh, this week, Evan, we're going to talk about an episode of Maybe the best ever uh, sitcom. A lot of people have oh, yeah. called it that. Seinfeld. Mm. You would know this because we just watched an episode. Yes. About three three minutes ago we finished it. I've been watching it just this week. It's it's a show that I always go back to. Yeah. So you, you're, a, you're a fan? Yeah. And did you grow up with it? Yes. Although I, I don't think I really discovered it properly until I was a bit older. I kind of knew it, but I hadn't really like properly... Watched it and appreciated it until... Until it was after it was finished. Oh, well and true, yeah. yeah. When did it finish? Finished in the late 90s, I think. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I maybe was barely even aware of it in the 90s. Right. I okay. mean, I was 
Yeah, you were not very old. You I was were, ten you were years old or something. Butter boy, weren't you? What? You're a butter boy. What does that mean? You were butter boy. Oh, well, <laughs> yes, I was butter boy. <laughs> Just love that butter. <laughs> Little butter boy Evan Monroe Smith. But you've yep. you've kicked that habit, and now um, you're eating greens and other vegetables on mm. a much more rounded diet. <laughs> and just scooping that butter out of the tub. Butter's great. It ran till from 1989 uh, to nine. Which is my birth year. From your birth year till your death year in 1998. <laughs> so that's a funny coincidence. Yeah. But it, um, I got in there. I wasn't watching it from the start because I was pretty young then. But I, um, I uh, was alive in 1989. But I don't remember that. I remember my, my old man used to watch. It was played quite late in Australia in the first couple of seasons. I think on Channel 9. Right. It's an interesting fact. Before Channel Ten picked it up, <laughs> so Australia was sort of slow on the on the uptake a bit. I think it was it, it was a bit slow taking off in America too. I, I remember don't... like Michael Richards on like Vodafone ads and stuff. I remember the the craze. About I think it. that was when it started building, but I don't think it got well. I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure it took a couple of years for it to really pop. Um, in a way that maybe TV shows aren't allowed to have that kind of time anymore. They might get cut if they don't take off. Straight right. away, but um, yeah, back then I think they gave shows a bit more time. It was a different time, obviously. Nineteen eighty nine was a pre yes nine eleven world, and they <laughs> um they yeah they just gave things a little bit more time back then. Do you ever talk about anything post nine eleven? I mean, we're here now. It was a different time. It was a different time. I mean, so was moments ago, technically. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about the episode called "The Face Painter." Uh, yes, and I'll I'll read out the Rotten Tomatoes plot if you like. Would you, like. would you like that? Just yes. so in case you've forgotten since we watched it. <laughs> uh, this is what it says. After Putty, Putty's uh, Elaine's boyfriend at this stage. This is season six. So this episode came out in May 1995. Uh, after Putty goes all out for a New Jersey Devils game and embarrasses Jerry, uh, Jerry and Elaine, Kramer chastises Jerry for not being grateful enough for the free tickets. They're given free tickets by a man they bump into at the cafe, Tom's Diner. And yes. they Alec Berg, Alec Berg, and um, yeah, Kramer's like you should you should call him the next day and thank him, which he doesn't do, and uh, Kramer's not happy about that. Meanwhile, George believes he has found the perfect woman when he discovers his girlfriend enjoys his inane <laughs> conversation topics, and Kramer is asked to apologize to a monkey. I mean, even in this, anyway, Mark <laughs> DiCarlo, Ray Burke, and. Pierino Mascarino guest star. Originally airing May 11th, 1995, The Face Painter was the 22nd episode of the show's sixth season. So, yeah, they say monkey, and this is obviously the reason why it's uh, it's in this episode. One of the Mm. subplots is George's girlfriend works at the zoo. Uh, Well, not even girlfriend. I guess they've been on like two dates. Yeah, but he loves her already. He loves her already because Because she loves the... Toilet paper anecdote. Yeah, he tells he tells her that uh, toilet paper hasn't changed since the beginning and it'll never change in their lifetime. And she's like, this is fascinating. And he's like, oh, my God, I love this woman. Uh, and then he says later that he's like, I think I'm going to tell her. And Jerry's like, are you sure that's a good idea? And George says he's only ever said it once before and that was to a dog. Yeah. But apparently that's a you goof. Know, I... Did you know that, Evan? Uh, yes, no. That is a goof because... Uh, oh, because he has in the show. Yeah, in episode one of season two of The Ex-Girlfriend in 1991, George tells Jerry he had no choice but to tell his girlfriend he loved her. Oh, wow. So, interesting. 
What's canon? Yeah, well, that's that's. I mean, canon might be that George has a bad memory. <laughs> yeah, I was walking here today this morning, and uh, and a guy told the dog to fuck off. Similar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a, it's always funny when people treat animals as if they're humans yeah. that understand things. I think I think what happened was I was only. I wasn't really looking until it happened, but the, I think the dog must have like gave him a fright, like barked. It was a small dog, <laughs> and and was sort of behind him. I don't know. He, maybe he wasn't paying attention. Dog barked at him. I think he jumped and and like his glasses. Maybe he had his glasses on his head or something. And they fell off, so he went to pick up the glasses. And the, I think the dog was being, I don't know. It was just a little dog, but but I think. I feel like he only said fuck off to the dog for my benefit. I think right. if I wasn't there, he wouldn't. Why would you say that? As soon as you walk away, he goes to the dog. Hey, sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that, baby. We can, we can He must have work. been humiliated by right. being frightened by the dog. Right. That's my... So that was his... So you think it was sort of like him trying to... Yeah, I think it's him going, no, I'm confident. I'm, t- I'm tough. Fuck off, dog. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about a dog. So sorry, dog. I really do care about you. That was all for the benefit of that man walking past. <laughs> is funny there, is there anyone... an explanation to why why George said he loved a dog? No, that's just a little joke. I yeah, guess. Right. A little joke that he's never told a human before that he <laughs> loved him. That's fun to a dog. Mm. Did I get? Oh, I did get through that. That's uh, that's that's how the episode goes. So it's a very small subplot uh, where they uh, sh- talk about a chimp. Mm. Um, so the the way. It, plays out is that um, uh, Kramer's telling Jerry that he's already been to the zoo and there was an altercation. Maybe I'll play that now. Hey, Jerry, you're a smart guy, right? No question about it. All right. You know I was supposed to go on a special tour today with uh, George's girlfriend? At the zoo? Yeah, yeah, but uh, before I met up with her, I stopped to look at the monkeys when all of a sudden I am hit in the face with a banana peel. I turn and look, and there is this monkey really laughing it up. Now someone tells me that he did it. Well, I pick up the banana peel, and I wait for that monkey to turn around, and then I what? <laughs> let him have it. Kramer, you threw a banana peel at a monkey? Well, he started it. <laughs> it's a monkey, Kramer. Well, he pushed my buttons. I couldn't help it, Jerry. Well, I, I still think it's wrong. All right, all right, fine. You take the monkey's side. All right, go ahead. I'm not taking anyone's yeah, well, side. I know what happened, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, so there was that altercation, right? And um, obviously putting to one side the fact that they both keep calling this chimpanzee a monkey uh, very frustratingly. <laughs> so it all actually took me right out of the world. <laughs> I, I, I started thinking, oh, this isn't real. People aren't so stupid. <laughs> I think most most people probably just don't know the difference. Yeah, no, I I probably didn't know the difference a year ago, um, but <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. Uh, but yeah, I think there is something about chimpanzees being. I reckon when I was a kid, if someone said draw a monkey, I would have probably drawn a chimpanzee. Yeah, or chimpanzee. But um, they're classic monkeys. Yeah, well, they're not monkeys. No, they're not monkeys. But and the, the classic monkeys. The the show does actually start it. So classically, the Seinfeld starts with Jerry doing some of his material in a club, and his mm. his bit at the start of the show was about uh, chimpanzees being the first astronauts. It's a good bit. 
Yes. It was a good bit. It's a quality monkey Santa. He says monkeys. He does say monkeys. Monkeys are really the end of the line in the pet world. I think when you're at the monkey level of pet ownership, have a kid. I mean, come on. I mean, you're so close. If you need a pet that can roller skate and smoke cigars, it's time to think about a family. Monkeys, of course, were the first astronauts in the 60s, which I'm sure made perfect sense in the monkey brain. I feel that is the next logical step for me. Because I've been working with the Italian guy in the crank organ, and I think I'm ready to handle the maximum re-entry G-forces. Why don't we just play the episode? Then we don't have to describe anything <laughs> or talk about it. Well, yeah, maybe just watch the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing this for reviewing purposes, Evan. Okay. Are you questioning this? No, I'm reviewing. We're review- it was a good episode, I think. That's I, my I, review. I really enjoyed it as well. I've looked up the Vulture have ranked all... Uh, episodes, all 160-something episodes. How, where would you have it? So you've seen every episode now, do you think? Oh, jeez. Uh, 169. Yeah, but, I mean, I have it. Yeah, I have I have seen them all in my lifetime, um, but not for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely one of the ones that it's a memorable episode. Like, it's not yeah, – there are episodes that are pretty reasonably forgettable, I think. And I think the show probably the the start and end of the of the series, but you know, not not quite as as good. Like it, yeah. it it peaks probably around you know seasons five five six seven, but it, this one particularly for for the character of Putty, like it's definitely his most memorable episode. I feel like it's it's oh man, it's probably in the top ten. Yeah, right. Maybe. I, yeah, well, I mean, I'm only going off one person's rankings here. Vulture. I don't know, man. Can you the vulture? The vulture from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, oh, and Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> uh, they've ranked at number forty nine. Really? Yeah, number forty nine. So, what episodes does it put ahead of this episode? Uh, you want me to go through forty eight episodes? Uh, throw some at me. Uh, the very next one is the Seven. George always wanted to name a child. Seven. Oh, that's I did a, watch that. I watched that episode. earlier this week. That's a good episode. Yeah. Right. Did you know that Erica Badu and Andre 3000 named their child Seven? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Fantastic. That is a fantastic fact. Uh, The Library, The Wizard, The Non-Fat Yogurt. Oh, yeah. And number one, The Contest, where they try not to wank. Yeah. First one to wank loses. That's sort of probably, it's definitely one of the most iconic. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I haven't watched that one for a while. What if it's, what season is it? Season four. Nothing. Yeah. Season one, two, or nine. Where it really hit its stride. Well, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's all from two thirds of the <laughs> season. Uh, but yeah, this one they've sort of ranked at, a, at a, sort of the bottom of the top third. Yeah, right. So it's you know it's on the list. It's like, hey, like every other episode. It made the list. It made the list <laughs> of all episodes ever, <laughs> which is pretty good. Yeah. I, do you have a favourite character in Seinfeld? Um, no, not really. It's a bit of an ensemble. Yeah. The, um, I watching this episode back, I it renewed my appreciation of Putty. I think he's really, he's just really funny. He's a great character. Yeah. Because Patrick Warburton's great, but just like whoever's idea to have this character just like so like so emotionless and deadpan. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's right. I d- <laughs> he's just 
like every delivery is really funny. That was so funny. Isn't it? So during that episode, Elaine breaks up with him. David, I don't think we should see each other anymore. You gotta be kidding. How come? <laughs> <laughs> Just unfazed. That's so good. Really funny. I think I'd say. Probably Kramer would have been my favourite of the ensemble. But, right. yeah, they're all very important characters. Maybe Elaine. Did that change after the racist tirade? Wow. I mean, that wasn't the character doing that. <laughs> no. Um, I, uh, um, yeah, but, yeah, Putty's got to be one of the best sort of – I mean, every every episode's got an, a new iconic um, guest character. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're all iconic. They're all That's iconic. That's probably a bit generous. But, they're. I mean, look, George is great. They're all great. Jerry, maybe not so great. Is Jerry great? I think Jerry's great, but he's 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 the putty that uh, yes. keeps everything together. Yeah. Whereas putty is sort of more like the bricks. Um, that doesn't make sense. No. No. It makes right. no sense. Damn at it! All. I really thought that was going to make some sense. Do you want to hear some? Uh, do you want to hear some trivia from IMDb? Sure. Uh, clips of David Putty in his face paint while acting out his support for the Devils have been routinely shown on the arena scoreboards at New Jersey Devils home games. <laughs> it's fun. So he's Yeah, what a gift to the team. I wonder where I'll look up where Patrick Warburton's from. Cuz imagine if he didn't already have a team, you'd have to jump on board the Devils. Yeah. He is from New Jersey. Oh, well, there you go. So he may well be maybe that's even why they did it, I'm not sure. But yeah, Putty. Putty. Great character, Putty. Yes. Are they still together after this? Uh, is Putty still in it, or is I think the, he he comes and goes a couple of times. I think. Do they uh, break up off screen? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's could be. It's it's almost alluded to that that would be the case. But, yes. But I feel like it's not the end for them. I'm pretty sure. There's another subplot in the movie which kind of intertwined with the episode. With oh, the episode. Sorry about that. Uh, a bit too generous. Though. <laughs> well, it's like I think of it as a short film. Uh, yep. So the funeral tickets are the funeral tickets. The tickets for the ice hockey are given to them by Alex Alec Berg, and they bump into him at, at a funeral, which is John Lovitz's character's funeral, mm. which is interesting because they, he wasn't in the episode. They've just decided to kill off a character yeah, from a previous weird. episode to tie it in it somehow. <laughs> for uh, the character Gary Fogel, which is a great name, John Lovitz's character, pretended to have cancer in episode. Uh, 13 of season six uh, in order to get gifts from people and Jerry had given him a toupee and apparently Fogel died from not paying attention while he was fixing it. So Jerry was sort of indirectly uh, responsible for the death, Mm. sort of. Well. Very indirectly. Very indirectly. (laughs) I mean, his present, he was distracted by the present Jerry gave him. Yeah. He was hit by a car. I mean, you probably have to take some responsibility for that, John Lovitz, to be honest, but. Don't you think? He was the one being distracted. Yeah, I'd say he probably bears almost all of the responsibility yeah. in that situation. I reckon, I reckon a judge would almost definitely throw that out of court. It's not like the situation with the, the woman who just wears a bra walking down the street and causes an accident because Kramer is distracted by the woman who's just wearing a bra, a gift that was given by Elaine. The bra? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. This is season seven. Sorry, this is just because I was watching this earlier in the week. It's not because you're obsessed with bras. No. Because <laughs> that's what a few people have said to me lately. They're like, Evan really? is obsessed with bras. No, no, no. No, it's, um, no. I just happened to be watching it earlier in the week. Um, there's the character, I forget her name. She's the the heir to the O'Henry chocolate bar uh, fortune. Yeah. 
um, and she doesn't wear a bra. And Elaine uh, has to give her a gift. It must be a birthday or something. Um, right. And so... It's a real she... monkey paw situation where she doesn't know the, the, the unintended consequences of the gift. She's like, oh, yeah. now she'll start wearing a bra and a top. Yeah, it's supposed, it was supposed to send a message. She starts wearing it as a top, and then there's a the thing like, oh, does she not know what a bra is? She's just wearing it as a top because that's what she thinks it's a top. Right. But then she comes into Elaine's office at, at uh, Peterman's, and, and Elaine says, oh, that's actually a bra that's not a top. And she says, I know. Right. So it's like, is she is she just doing it to to spite Elaine? Or, or you know, she just, I mean, she just, I don't, I, she just has fashion sense that you don't understand, Evan. Yeah. Maybe and then Elaine she causes an either. accident. And none of this is chimp related, but she, that she causes the car accident because Kramer's driving, sees her. Anyway, the lawyer gets involved, another great character. Um, Jackie Charles. Yes, Jackie. He's a great character. Very good. Iconic. Yeah. Are you going to pay that one? Yeah, I think he's yeah. iconic. I mean, he's he's a, he's one that comes up. I think a lot of the side characters that come and go are, are um, iconic. Yeah. But there are a lot of, like, just girlfriends that Peterman's got to be one of the oh, totally. best characters. Yeah, absolutely. He's great. So good. What's George's boss's name? Him as him as well. Uh, Larry David. Yeah. Uh, what is he? Uh, he the guy died not that long ago. I mean, you keep talking. I'll look it up. Um, I liked in this episode. I think they really showed the uh, the length of Jerry Seinfeld's telephone cord because Kramer was able to pick up the telephone from the coffee table and take the the handset all the way into Jerry in the kitchen. That's a long cord on long a phone. Cord. I've never had a a phone with a cord that long. Yeah, it was basically cordless. Almost. There was so much cord that it was like there was no cord. I'm sure I've seen Jerry with a cordless phone, and that maybe that's a season seven thing. Maybe that they he upgrades. They're always at the forefront of technology. <laughs> he has a car phone. It's mentioned at one point. Yeah, and that is. I mean, still that's today, pretty... that is right at the cutting edge. <laughs> Imagine having a phone in your car. <laughs> that little twirly aerial at the back. Yeah, little pig's tail. Uh, the boss of uh, the Yankees, George's boss, was George Steinbrenner. Yes, Steinbrenner. Yes. Another great character. Loves Calzone. Georgie boy. <laughs> Love that Calzone. <laughs> that, was a, that surprised me even how spot on that impersonation was. Should we should we talk more about the, the chimp? I yeah. feel like we've gone off topic here. Okay. Um, I mean, it is a podcast. That, that does happen. <laughs> the uh, So the chimp, his name is Barry. Great right? name Barry for Barry the chimp. chimp. Yep. So close to the perfect name, which would be Gary, but I'll accept Barry. Um. Is a good chimp. He only appears in one scene right at the end. It's a real good-looking chimp too. It's just I reckon it's one of the finest examples of a chimp that I've seen on screen mm. and a, a fantastic performance. <laughs> yeah. so, so they've got to the point where Kramer's been convinced that he's got to go and apologise to this chimp. Kramer was furious with how he was treated by the chimp. Mm. Um, he didn't want to apologise. took him quite a lot of convincing. Eventually. Because animals animals can't understand. No, but there's the, no point telling a chimp to, to to thanking a chimp. There's no point in telling a dog to fuck off, or telling a dog that you love them. Well, a chimp's a little more likely than a dog. Yeah. Dogs are idiots. <laughs> chimps are the brainiacs of the animal community. Oh, are they? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they can act, right? This yeah, is a good acting chimp. It's a great acting chimp. They didn't have CGI back in 1995, is it? Yeah, not not back then. It's a real chimp. The, and it, it uh, so its face 
Barry's face when he was not accepting the apology. Just blank face. It was mm. so funny. It was a great comedic performance. Anyway, I uh, I just want to say that I'm sorry. I uh, I lost my temper and I probably shouldn't have. I took it out on you and. Look, if I've caused you any problems as a result of my behavior, well then, I'm sorry. I apologize. Even though you know Barry between me and you, we both know that you started it. I mean, who's kidding who? But they tell me that you're very upset and God forbid I should disturb the very important monkey. I'm just hoping we can put this behind us. Let's just move on with our lives, okay? So no hard feelings? When Kramer sort of getting at the end of his apology, Barry squirts from his mouth, which is an amazing stream of water yeah. into Kramer's face, giving Kramer a great chance to do his sort of full body convulsion. Yeah. Beautifully acted on by both parties. Um, <laughs> and I think that's just another another um, bad snub from the Academy Awards for this beautiful performance in a short film. The chimp's name is Ripley? Believe it or not. Yes. I believe it. <laughs> Um, is that true, Ripley? Yeah, do you yeah. Know much, so, do you know much about this chimp? No, I just just what I um, read briefly was that um, Ripley was uh, not acting anymore um, because he got too big. Oh, too big um, for his boots. Well, big. I think when you have that kind of talent, <laughs> eventually your belief will get too big. So he retired to a, a zoo in, I think, Nebraska. Where um, I think the most notable thing is that there was a it, it, he escaped with uh, I think three t- three other um, uh, monkey chimps I, I presume chimps eight, uh, primates yeah um, That's and safe. yeah yeah and uh, and two of them were shot dead oh fuck for being smart enough to get out well no someone left the door open yeah and they were smart enough to walk through it right. Well, they weren't institutionalized. That <laughs> yes. sucks. Yeah, it that does suck. Nobody, nobody got hurt. You just said they got shot. Well, no, no. The, well, no people. Sorry, no humans. Oh, I forget. Got hurt. I in forget the you're incident. a humanist. <laughs> the worst of the. There was worst. a woman with a child, I think, who who was like face to face with one of them, and um, but like scared it away, screamed at it or something, and it went away. That could have gone either way, you know. Like I guess that's what they're thinking when the the director of the zoo gets out his revolver and yeah, it's me or the chimp. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you do? do you they shot the they shot? they shot it with tranquilizers and they, it had no effect. So they they ended up gunning him down. Anyway, but the the point what is, what kind of tranquilizers are they using? I don't know, chimp tranquil. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Sounds like they were using vole tranquilizers or something. Vole? Small, they're small animals. Oh. I don't know why vole wasn't ideal. I don't know what a vole is. I think they're they're not from Australia. A volvo? I'll, I'll, let me give you an Australian example. They were using echidna tranquilizers. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, right. Now you're with me? Yeah. Numbat? Two's, what's it? Is yeah. a numbat a thing? Yeah. That's a real thing? That's an Australian. Is a numbat, is that related to a wombat? Uh, maybe distantly. I think they're both marsupials. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What's a marsupial? Uh, marsupial is uh, it's like a a sub subset of animals. Um, they're like primate. Yeah, it's like primate. Yeah, but they're they're mutually exclusive. Yeah. 
Great. So, mo- like most of the classic Australian animals are marsupials, koalas, possums, kangaroos, wallabies, rock wallabies. They're all marsupials. Uh, bilbies. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm not a, a, a marsupial. <laughs> it's a topic just... for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> M- marsupi mates. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not a marsupi mate. Please. Okay. Um. Anyway, so but Ripley before the whole incident with the guns, um, was also in Ace Ventura and uh, Junior as well. So Ace I Ventura seen, Junior. Seen, no, no. Or both. Junior being a different film. Oh, to the Ace one Ventura. with Junior with Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I haven't seen that film. Imagine if Arnold Schwarzenegger was a primate. I think it would sound a little something. <laughs> He is a primate, so fair enough. Um, yes. <laughs> One of my favourites, the G- human. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe we should do Junior one day. What is We should go yeah. through Ripley's, uh, Ripley's back filmography. <laughs> junior. Well, I'm trying to think what that was. Is that when he had that's, a kid? Yeah, that's when yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. Right. Yeah. I never never got around to seeing it. I'm familiar with the, the VHS cover, but I have not seen the film. Yeah. Jeez, he was big. He was big, big news in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, Twins. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I uh, played Doctor Freeze. Uh, uh, yes, in Batman four or five, if they even rank him like that. Uh, yeah, one of the most disliked Batman films. I saw it at the cinemas. I didn't dislike as that a film. child. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> colorful action. I didn't know back then. I any movie was George Clooney. Yeah. What's wrong with George Clooney? If that was, I mean, if if they were only worried about what kids thought, that movie would be seen as being a great movie. <laughs> the problem is with so many so many movies is people care what adults think, <laughs> and adults dislike you stuff. Should not kids like most things. Be like kids, love everything. I've been thinking a bit recently about the um, the Orville, which is Seth MacFarlane's sci-fi series. I watched that... uh, the start of an episode the other day, the other night. Oh yeah, and it was not what I was expecting. It was like a soapy. It's right. Well, it's 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 definitely it certainly wasn't what I was expecting because I was expecting a jokes. I thought it was a comedy. But it it sort of is. But that's the thing is it's like what you're expecting is it to be a like a Family Guy style parody of Star Trek. Yeah. But it really isn't. It's it's actually like it's a uh it's a proper sci-fi show really. Right. Like it's it's not there to be a parody. It's more like a it's like an homage. Yeah. Cuz yeah, I think he's he's he obviously loves sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not it isn't packed with jokes. In fact, the first episode is probably about as jokey as it gets. Yeah. Um and I really like it, but but one of the interesting things is that um, it's it's one of these shows where the critics absolutely hate it, but the fans really like it. Right. So you're looking at Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Critic score is terribly low, but the fan score, audience score, whatever it is, is really high. Which is, and sometimes that's flipped. Yeah, the Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is an example of that being the opposite. So it's an interesting. It's interesting those situations where. Um, just because you were talking about caring what adults think, yeah. it's, it's interesting looking at like the, what, what do the critics think, and do co- critics you- even matter if they're right. so like kind of out of touch with with what? Yeah, what's the point of the what's the point of them if it's not? Yeah, I mean, it, I guess the point is they're trying to say if it's got a bigger value. Yeah, right. Like they're doing a more like critical analysis of of what it is, which is, and I I do I can see that like it's. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, I think it's an enjoyable show and it has value, but it, I can also see the the side of it where it's like, well, it's borrowing a lot from Star Trek and so it's, right. not, uh, it's not super innovative or original kind of in, in that way, but I think, I think they're too quick to write it off. Anyway, as far as I know, there's no primates in it. So, except for humans, obviously there's humans. Well, but I mean, just your point about critics slamming a thing that people, other people love. I mean, that that happens where over time the critic critical opinion changes as well. I was reading mm. recently a um, review from when The Shining came out, just slamming it. Yeah, right. And obviously that turned around in time. I've just looked up this article on Bustle.com. Um, it's got. Uh, films that were panned when they first came out. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, which is seen as like an all-time classic now. Mm-hmm. Vertigo. I mean, these are all going to be classics. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, Alien. Surprising. Oh, really? Ripley. Ripley. <laughs> Another Ripley. <laughs> They're everywhere. Uh, Godzilla. I reckon that chimp might have been named after the alien. Right. But I don't know. I've got nothing to base that on except it's the same name. I I believe it. Uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. It's a great yeah, film. Right. Office Space, another great film. The Shining, which I said. Uh, I'm skipping one, a few. The Thing, Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> I really like that film as well. Pretty much every Awesome Wells movie, including Citizen Kane. Really? Yeah, that's funny. The Wizard of huh. Oz. Wow. So, so, yeah, that's the thing that you sort of, I think sometimes movies and music and everything needs a bit of time to settle before. Critics have to usually come out and review something straight away. Yeah. It's got to be while it's brand new. I find I need to sit with an album for quite a few listens before I can I come to a, an opinion on it. Mm. It must be hard. I've seen reviews of um, like Abbey Road and stuff that were just like brutal. Yeah. I read a review of an album the other day that I did not agree with. Anyway, that's. That's a, that's a good anecdote. I don't I don't think you could say any more to make that any more interesting. It was, what was the album? <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, Chef Aid the the South Park this album. Yeah, which salty balls, chocolate salty yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's an album from my childhood, so that's I, I'm I'm biased in that way because I'm nostalgic about it. Um. Because I had this weird South Park obsession and I listened to it a lot. So I'm, I've kind of got that uh, tint on the whole thing. People that are on that album, like it's really very good, the, yeah. the lineup. Like it's DMX, Old Dirty Bastard, Elton John. is Elton John wrote a song for that album. Like what's – is that's and I, I think it's one of his better songs maybe. It's a good song. What is it? Uh, Wake Up Wendy. No. Wake Up Wendy. But like Primus – System of a Down are on there. Um, they wrote a song. System of a Down wrote a song for that. Well, that's one of the examples of um, it's a, a song called 
Will They Die For You, which is which was an existing song. I think it's uh, Master P or someone. And uh, the producer, Rick Rubin, who produced the album, uh, t- took that original song and then um, redid it with System of a Down on it. And so it's like a, it is an existing song, but it, that that version of the song is is a new right. thing. You know, Rick Rubin lost like a hundred pounds in a year. Really? Something like that. Read that recently. He, like dollars, money, so- or weight? Weight. Right. Because a hundred pounds in money would not be noteworthy <laughs> no. for a guy who's no, probably probably a one note multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> not noteworthy, just a note. Very good. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he he apparently he uh, does daily saunas. That's one of his hot tips. Really? Quite literally that's, a hot tip, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he loves it, just hanging out in the, his home sauna. A home sauna? Home sauna, yeah. Wow. That would cost you more than 100 pounds. That's the other half. That's how the other half live. I reckon probably even less than half of the world Much has home saunas. Much half. <laughs> probably that's how, the, that's how the other 1% live. The 1%. I'm just going to list some more people. The Crystal Method. This is from Chef Aid. Yeah. Ween, Joe Strummer. That is a great lineup. More people. There's even more people than the people that I've mentioned. Nearly all of those are legends. Tom Morello, Isaac Hayes, obviously. Ike Turner, Devo. Um, Shit. Wyclef Jean, Perry that Farrell. Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction. Uh, oh, yeah. Little Kim, Rancid, Ozzy Osbourne. Did I say that already? Anyway, lots of great people and, uh, and, and some good music. It also made me appreciate uh, how talented Trey Parker is. Man, this is really off topic. I'm sorry. It's fair. It was relatively off topic, but I think that's just, that's how <laughs> podcasts go, man. All right, great. Do you want, well, bring us back. Bring us back to Seinfeld. All right. Um, did, did you know anything more, uh, else about Ripley the Chimp? No, that's all I knew. But the just the performances, Barry, should have won an award. And he, he's been involved in a jailbreak, which was like, I mean, it, yeah, I hate to hear that a hum, human's incompetence... <laughs> led to chimps being shot dead by probably the same humans. Yeah, it feels like it's not really their fault. That It's definitely not their fault that they out. were captured at some point, made to act, and put in a zoo. Like, that's not their... None of that's their fault. And then they get shot because some idiot left the door open. Ah, the worst. But it's a good reminder that they're dangerous animals. Like, they're big and they, like, that's kind of... that's You kind of have to do that. They are no. They are definitely dangerous, and that's why you, if you have <laughs> put them uh, in a cage, keep the cage door <laughs> shut. Like you can't put none of that goes back onto the chimps. What like any level of that? If you we maybe we shouldn't be maybe we shouldn't be um, making them act and stuff. <laughs> Which it probably doesn't happen as much anymore now that Andy Serkis is sort of. Yeah, he's sort of become, taken up that whole yeah. uh, area, right? He's he's probably acts better than a, a than any chimp could be as a chimp, apart from big, Ripley. Ripley, yeah, Ripley. I'd love to see Andy Serkis <laughs> try and play, like recreate that scene with Michael Richards. <laughs> I don't know if he could. It's pretty good for a for a um like a, a sitcom in the nineties. The often that stuff is not well put together. Like it's yeah. it's. TVs weren't high definition back then. I've one thing I've noticed watching Seinfeld recently is how much of the show is out of focus. Really? Yeah, that's so weird. much of the show is out of focus. As it's a, really weird. As a, a cameraman yourself, yeah, yeah, I do you a lot would, of shooting. That is something you would notice a lot. Yeah, you want things to be in focus. Do you like being described as a cameraman? Or are you offended <laughs> by that? I, no, it's I, it's fine. 
television director who knows how to work a camera. I don't know how to work a camera. Um, yeah, it's kind of surprising that, that you, you like so much of it because it's been remastered in HD now and you can see it's like, right. well, they are definitely focused on the background there and they're not focused on Elaine's face. That's weird. However, the maybe scene with was, the monkey. Do you think Julia Chimp, Louis, Dreyfus. Louis Dreyfus? Maybe she said, "Hey, <laughs> I be kind. I'm, I'm stealing this scene anyway. <laughs> Give the background a little bit of time. <laughs> hey, give a bit of focus on the background. My acting abilities are going to steal this scene either way. Don't um, even have to point it maybe, at me, and I'll still make this. Funny. Yeah, that's why Veep is out of focus all the time. As right. Well. Uh, but it's, uh, so I was kind of surprised that they they got a good performance out of the out of the chimp. Yeah, the the chimp's performance was great. The set designers' either <laughs> performance or budget was not great because that zoo was clearly a room in the studio that mm. so they put like even in the nineties, chimps weren't made to live in like four by four meter cells. <laughs> yeah. It was more like it. That wasn't a zoo. That was a jail. Yeah, that definitely looked like a jail. I reckon they they'd repurpose that from. Like a CSI or something. Oh yeah, or uh, CSI wouldn't have been around back then. NYPD no. Blue <laughs> with Jimmy Smiths. I get, I get all those confused. I, I never watched NYPD Blue. No, neither did any. Any. Oh, I'm sure people, <laughs> people did. must have watched. Probably, it. People probably did watch it. It's a show that I've heard of. At least the makers of it before they put it out. <laughs> I think it was quite popular. Anyway, NYPD Blue. Jimmy Schmitz, great name. Yeah, maybe one of the best. Have, have you seen it? The show NYPD Blue. No, it, it just sounds. Boring. But who's Jimmy Schmidt? You know who that is? Yeah, he's an actor. Oh. Jimmy Schmitz. Let me quickly. I thought this might have been a character, a detective or something. Oh, no. Jimmy Schmitz is an actor. Jimmy Smits. He's been in in Star Wars. Oh, yeah? He was in NYPD Blue. Uh, No, sorry. LA Law. Sorry. Oh, Oh, no. And NYPD Blue. (laughs) Whoa. And The West Wing. What a roller coaster. And Dexter and Sons of Anarchy. So he's, I mean, if you don't know Jimmy Smith, that's not on me, Evan. <laughs> Which stuff? Have you ever turned on a TV? <laughs> if you turn on a TV, you got a 50-50 chance that Jimmy Smith's face will be there. Um, which Star which... Wars uh, Rogue One, which I saw with you at the cinemas. Oh, yes. I slept through part of it, but you didn't. <laughs> uh, and he was in the prequel trilogy as well. Great. Um, which? What oh. character? Stormtrooper? Uh, Bail Organa of Alderaan. No, nah, um, I don't know. He... I'm more of a Star Trek guy. Really? As we've discussed. What is, and the divide there is like Star Wars people are normal and Star Trek people are, are, are sort of like don't see the sunshine. Is that kind of... <laughs> is that it? <laughs> like they, they're all hiding in basements? That's uh, no, I'm not sure about no, that. No, I'm I'm um, being an asshole. I, are, yes. I saw I saw the um, two most recent Star Trek films. I always growing up in my the head, the new ones with um, yeah. Chris Pine. Yeah, yep. I thought they were great, but I growing up, they're quite different. Right, there to... was something in my head that Star Trek. You know, there's that hand salute, and that was always <laughs> the parodied nerd. That was like yes, full on geek culture. Totally. Star yep. Trek, and that was always felt so. Foreign to me because I was a jock. <laughs> I was not a jock, but, but um, uh, you're not a nerd. But well, I mean, I, I'm some sort of a nerd. I don't. Oh, yeah, even... your philosophy is that everyone's a nerd. right? I think so. Everyone's a nerd. Everyone's got a topic. Yeah, you're just a football nerd. I'm a football a... nerd, exactly. <laughs> so, well, whatever. But I'm also getting way more into classically nerd things yeah. over the last few years uh, via the 
uh, directorship of uh, yourself and uh, Nick Maso Mason uh-huh. yes. and such people. Listening to the Weekly Planet podcast has definitely helped me uh, understand everything a bit better. Yes. Um, and watching your show Game and Game and Game about video games. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that is definitely a nerd thing. Video uh, games. Which is fun. Um, anyway, Jimmy Smits. <laughs> <laughs> Not from Star Trek. What were we talking about? I can't remember. Star LA, Trek. Uh, but yeah, those, NYPD, but... those last two Star Trek films were, I think they were they were really good, but were they made to be more like mainstream Hollywood movies? Totally, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a totally different. Because it was, uh, I watched them, I thought, oh, this is different to what I was expecting. <laughs> and that's because it was different. Yes. Um, Patrick well, Stewart and stuff was a different. Yeah, a different sort of thing, except the movies have always been a bit different. They're always a bit more actiony and dramatic and a bit more ev- budget. Ev- yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah, everything is is sort of heightened in the movies. Yeah, it feels like Star Trek. I was as a kid, whenever I accidentally turned on Doctor Who, I hated it. Like it would normally be an old rerun right from yeah. like the eighties or before and it would uh, there's something about it like the low budget sci fi that is yeah real spooky. Maybe not spooky, but it's just like it doesn't feel good to watch. <laughs> I I have wanted to like Doctor Who, but I cannot. I right. just I I'm disappointed every time I watch it. <sighs> but people of, love that, and I should. Yeah. This is another one where, for some reason, people like Doctor Who. This is, I might get slammed for this, but I I really think the writing and stuff is has been quite bad, uh, and it's been better this season, um, but. I mean, with Matt Smith and and even Peter Capaldi on it, it was just like, oh, come on, dude, just I wasn't so good. Write better scripts, right? Because I've also heard people say that this season, uh, the cast and stuff's great, but the writing isn't as good. But I guess every season's going to have people, yeah, right, falling on on different sides. It's still maybe not quite as as good as it could be. There have been great episodes of Doctor Who, um, you know, in in the past ten years or whatever, but. So much of it is disappointing, and so much of it is is not well written, and it's really disappointing. That's interesting. Yeah, I find I do find that that show more than any other. I hear contradicting uh, criticisms of it. Yeah, some people some, love some it. people, I... but some people love certain elements or certain periods of it, and other people ha- like will go, "It's better than this," and other people go, "No, that was when it was best." Right. I, I hear like everyone seems to have a different opinion about it. Yeah, it probably it there's. It's probably one of those things where it's like you you probably have some nostalgia about a certain time, and I definitely do. Like I I I was most into it when it was uh, David Tennant, so I'm mostly sort of in that world. And then he left, right? And I feel like it hasn't been as good since, which I'm attributing to the writing, and I think it is because of the writing, but also there's got to be some because nostalgia. it's a different. Yeah, I I certainly acknowledge I think that when people get in, whenever people get into something that and things change. It's always going to be hard to get past the. the it's like uh, if you hear a cover so, uh, of a song, mm. if you hear the cover before the original, I feel like people more often than not prefer the cover and vice versa. Yeah. And I'm also definitely forgetting the bad bit. Like, I'm sure there were terrible episodes yeah. in David Tennant's run, uh, but I can't remember them. I remember the good ones. Whereas recently I've been uh, remembering the bad ones. Right. Because they're so bad, right? Man, I've been gobsmacked by by some of these episodes. I'm just like, how does that, how did that get through? How did anyone think that was well, any got... any good? And then and then I'll go and look at like AV Club or something, and they're like, yeah, that was like a B plus. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, there you go. People have different opinions about stuff. That 
No, <laughs> I mean yes, but 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 some of these you're just like how how do you explain this is like objectively bad writing, you know? Right. I think. What? Let's go back to Seinfeld again. Oh yeah, right. That's what we're talking about. The um good on, writing on Vulture. Yeah, the the of the were the lowest ranked three episodes. Two of them are from the last season, and I think some people attribute season nine being less good is because Larry David left. Oh, right. So it, I forgot that Larry David left. So yeah. Why the, did he leave? He's just like, he. I think he just couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't like he hated anyone. It was more like he just needed to move on. Yeah, right. Anyway, so Seinfeld's move. I mean, the key characters have all moved on to different things since. So you've got um, Jerry sort of had a go at a few different things. He did B-movie, which I thought was a pretty good kids movie. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, um, he did. He, I never saw this, but he did something called the Marriage Ref or something. It was like, oh yeah, sort of a comedy reality show where yeah. partners would take a dispute to some sort of a referee. I just remember that being announced. I'm like, oh, that's a weird thing for Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> to be doing. Same a bit. I also different. like a, <laughs> for some reason this sticks in my mind. I remember seeing Jerry Seinfeld uh, in, in an ad for a an, an Australian building society. Yeah, like what is going on? What's why is this doesn't make any sense at all? Needed the dollars, I'm sure. Yeah, he did do he did a he's, few as he did American Express. He's as so and... wealthy though. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can always. There's so many cars. You can always get more money in cars. <laughs> I guess. I think that's what the super rich people love money. I remember Jerry Seinfeld doing a video a video series for Microsoft because I am a bit of a nerd. Anyway, he does this video and it, there's this thing with him and Bill Gates talking about how they're out of touch with people. Um, and he, he says, uh, he's saying to Bill Gates, he's got so many cars he gets stuck in his own traffic. I like that line. That's a good line. Talking about how out of touch he is. What, what do you think of uh, comedians and cars getting coffee? Uh, I like it. I think it's a, I haven't watched all of them, but I, I like the idea. Um, it gets bagged a lot, but I like it too. I don't see what's wrong with it. Yeah, but I, I think people have just turned on him. Right. Because he's, he's kind of a bit of a grumpy old old man now yeah and he's had a few sort of public things like who did he did he refuse to hug kesha or something like that yeah i mean that was that was a bit of fun yeah i mean there's those things where you're just like oh that's a minute that's a bit of a jerk move but then you think about it you're like that's jerry seinfeld his whole show was about yeah Yeah. but somehow the show is framed in a way that it's like oh we all love that isn't that funny whereas in real life you're like yeah yeah if he was a real person (laughs) he needs a a studio audience following him around (laughs) right (laughs) Yeah, he yeah he's. I think he does some weird things sometimes, but says some stuff that's a bit out of touch. But yeah. I think I don't know. I I like I like that show. It's just it's fun, easy, easy watching. Yeah. Um, that probably almost brings us to the end of the episode, Evan. Normally we oh, yeah. s- we talk about um because uh, scientist and previous guest Andy Matthews, uh, he told us that about ninety eight percent of DNA is shared between chimps and humans. Right. So we say uh, in the episode, we talk about, uh, in this case, Barry the chimp. How much of yourself as a percentage do you see of yourself in Barry the chimp? Um, I I don't know, 50%? 50%. What's the I 50? Don't, I don't. We, would you, same you would, number of limbs. Yep. I don't, I feel like I can relate much to Barry the chimp. Really? I reckon, I, would, I don't think I would have accepted Kramer's apology either. So I think I'd probably be a bit higher, maybe 79. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, and I reckon if a door's left open, I would leave Yeah, I probably would too, yeah. I mean, I don't know they're going to th- try and shoot me. 
Yeah, pretty much everything that Barry slash Ripley did, I would do. So maybe I should say hi. I'm going to say 94. Yeah, right. We have and we have different color hair, um, and I'm not quite as hairy on my uh, limbs and torso. I think at the time I might have uh, might have accepted an apology from Kramer. Right. The only thing. But I've... now I'm definitely more tainted by. Right. Okay. My, I think my um. Because you're a soy boy. My, um, my, I think my, yeah, the only thing I take away from me is I don't have the comic timing of of uh, Ripley. No. Barry. So <laughs> Yeah, funny. I couldn't do a performance like that. Such a good performance. I don't I don't think nearly anyone could, including Spitting water on, on Kramer's face. Yeah. Good stuff. How many bananas uh, do you give this episode out of a bunch of bananas, however big you see a bunch being? And how ripe are those bananas? I got some bananas recently. The last time I bought bananas was like a week or two ago and I bought like five of them. So maybe maybe five. Five bananas. Is the amount that it's out of. Yep. And I would give it um, four, which is the number of bananas left from that bunch because that was a bad bunch of bananas. Bad bunch. It was not good. I don't know what was wrong with it. There's nothing worse than a bad bunch of they bananas. They were sort of green when I bought them. Mm. And I thought, all right, that they'll, you know, in a day or so, they'll, you know, they'll be good. Um, but they were, they never got good. I don't know what it was about them. That's really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so, how, so you gave four out of eight, and they were disappointing. No, four four out, out of five. Four out of five. Yes. But the bananas weren't of a good quality. <laughs> That's right. That's a confusing break. <laughs> I'd give this episode. I I really enjoyed the episode. I think that well, we, we that one subplot we didn't talk about too much, or it wasn't even a subplot. It was off the face painting plot, where um, uh, Putty walked in front of the car with a a priest oh, in it, yeah. and he started yelling at it because with his face painted like a devil, he said, "You know, we're the devils, yeah. the devils," and the priest is like, um, said something we don't understand in uh, Spanish, El Diablo. And then at the very end of the episode, uh, Elaine goes to visit him because he's sick because he thinks he's seen the devil. Yeah, he's gone mad because he thinks he's seen the devil. And uh, she goes to visit him. She's wearing all white and the sun comes in over her head and he thinks it's um, Mother Mary. The Is mo- that the Virgin Mary? Or the is it- Virgin Mary, should right. I say. Jesus's mum. It does say uh, here on IMDb, the sentences spoken in Spanish by the priest but not translated uh, via subtitles are so when he's when party's yelling at him, he said the priest says the devil, my God, the devil, and then in the scene with Elaine at the end, he says the Madonna, Mother of Christ, I am not ready. <laughs> I guess he thinks he's been taken to heaven. Yeah. Oh, there was one other fun fact I should say. You know, Kramer's character is based on a real guy called Kenny Kramer. Oh yeah. In the um, crowd at Madison Square Garden, you can see Kenny Kramer. In the background, oh, wow. wearing a Blue Rangers jersey and cheering for the team, huh. which I missed. That's yeah, a... I mean, I would never have, I wouldn't even have known to look. That's true. I, funnily enough, I wasn't <laughs> focusing on the extras, but um, yeah, I, I think I'd give this episode. Um, yeah, I'd also give it. I'd give it four very edible bananas out of six. Oh yeah, okay. So I don't know if that means I like it more or less than you. That's Two less. thirds. But, well, but, but, but the bananas, bananas are better quality. Right. It was. A, I, I think it was a good episode. I think it was funny. It made me laugh. Uh, and then just quickly, let's uh, do Circus Watch. We haven't done this in a few weeks. And I just, oh, yeah. I, I just Googled Andy Circus before, and there's an article uh, from a few days ago. 
entitled, and it's an ET exclusive from <laughs> ET Online. Andy Serkis' son, Lewis, shares his shares the acting advice he got from his dad. Do you want to hear what this is, Evan? Any guesses? It's got to be something about ping pong balls. Have <laughs> you reckon? Make sure you get them balls in the right spot, son. That's what it's all about. Uh, my dad came down quite a lot supporting me. This is during the filming of mm, The Kid Who Would Be King. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's a new movie about new movie. sort of like a new take on The Sword and the Stone sort of thing. Right. Uh, my dad came down quite a lot supporting me, watching me, and told me I was doing all right, he said. Uh, but the best advice he gave me was don't look into the camera. That's the thing I always tell people as a director, which is don't look at the lens, Circus explained. He so hang on, is his son an actor? Yeah. In the film? Yep. Okay. That feels like. And the advice he's giving him <laughs> is don't look at the camera. And as a director, that's something he always <laughs> he always tells people. I don't know, is this a bit? This seems. <laughs> don't look into the camera. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to if reshoot d- the whole film. <laughs> If it's a Hollywood director, you're having to tell people to stop looking at the camera. Stop looking at the camera. And stop saying, hey, I'm just acting. Stop saying, I'm just acting. My real name is Matt Stewart. Stop saying that. Into the camera. Jeez. That's that's good advice. So if there are any budding actors out there listening, I mean, take that straight from the king, Andy Serkis. (laughs) Don't look into the bloody camera for two seconds and do some acting, mate. So Andy Serkis, did he direct this film? No, he was just dropping in to see his son. Oh, right, okay. See his son perform. But a quality time. Uh, now he that... directed um, the... Mowgli? Yes. He did. And no one looking at the camera in that film? No. From memory? No, it was all, I mean, yeah. All right. off-camera gaze. Oh, yeah, that's right, which is really good. I <laughs> I really like that movie. And since I saw the original Disney uh, Jungle Book, I like it even more. I think it's... It's real good. They're so different. It's amazing. Hang on, you liked Mowgli? I did. Yeah, I liked it. Oh right. I think I liked. I couldn't get past the faces. I kind of like. I kind of like the faces. Yeah. It's a bit of a quirk. I, you know. Different opinions. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) All right, it's time for our final segment on the show, and that's the Patreon shoutouts. You can support this show at Patreon.com/slash DoGoOnPod and support this show also DoGoOn the podcast. This week's episode. Of Do Go On, if you haven't listened to it or if you don't know it, uh, is really fun. It's about the story that inspired Moby Dick, and it's a it's a real great fun episode. So do check that out. Um, here are some people who do support the show on Patreon, and one of the rewards is a readout of their name and their favourite primate. We've got fantastic names, always fantastic names. Mm, yeah, always good names on Patreon. Moritz Ramuda, mm. uh, my favourite primate is the. I I or is it the AA because everyone needs to see that shit. Have you seen the AA? What? No. We'll quickly look it up. How's it spelt? A Y E A Y E. It's a it's a beautiful uh, and distinctive looking primate. Uh, oh, it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and scary. It does it all. <laughs> ticks all the boxes. It's endangered. Yeah, that's one of the boxes it ticks. Apparently, says the Encyclopedia of Life. Yeah. Um, which is, it is still hanging on to uh, the Encyclopedia of Life, but if we don't look after it, it will be in that other... <laughs> encyclopedia of <laughs> dead animals. Uh, Connor Dyball says, My favourite primate would have to be the elusive North American Sasquatch. Known for its ability to leave no credible evidence of its existence, the Sasquatch also knows Bigfoot. What? Also known as Bigfoot. Also known... It says or do also... they know each other? I think he's saying they know each other. Also right. knows Bigfoot. 
wanders the large wanders the large wooded areas of the Pacific Northwest, rummaging through campsites and garbage cans, and in some instances committing sexual acts on unwilling victims. What? Yeah, that's weird. Is that true? Anyway. I think the Sasquatch would be the only one. That's uh, alleged. I'm going to put an allegedly on that one. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Finland says, my favorite primate is the Capuchin because my favorite films as a kid were the Ace Ventura movies. I'm so sorry that we were a bit rough on those, Daryl. <laughs> I quite liked them. I think looking back, I was too rough on them on those episodes. Uh, my favorite movies as a kid were the Ace Ventura movies and I want my own spike, uh, which was the uh, monkey in the films. Uh, and also, so, but hang on, but Ripley was in Ace Ventura, that, but, but that's a different. That's a chimp. This is a, a capuchin. Chimp. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, I think should, uh, Ripley would have just been in the background. I don't think there was any any key yeah. chimps. And Lewis Faustone says favorite primate chimpanzee. So you might enjoy this episode. <laughs> They're evolving, man. They use tools. They build stone monuments, and they almost look like they have bare bones religious structure. They're so really? fascinating. That's cool. There's evidence of bear, of, of, of religion amongst bear chimpanzees. Bones. Yeah. Bear, bear bones religion. Thank you so much, Lewis and the others, for supporting us there on Patreon. Uh, go to patreon.com slash pod if you want to do that. And, uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. Evan, where can people find you? On Gamey Gamey Game? What's uh, the easiest way to check that out? Yeah, just go to gamygame.com. Um, and we're back on uh, February 4th. If you're, we're on break at the moment over Christmas. So about a week and a half away. But you yeah. can watch, catch up on old episodes now. I've it's, been on yeah. a bunch of them and so has most of the guests on the show, Ben Russell, uh, Jess Perkins. Yes, Dave lots Warnicky. of overlap. So you should check that out. Uh, there'll be a link in the description. Your Twitter, Evan, is that the best? Or Instagram, what's the best? Probably Twitter, but I can't remember what it is. It's at EvanMS, but I don't know if there's an underscore in there. I'll, uh, I'll put that in the <laughs> description as well. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MattStew underscore art, on Instagram and Facebook, Matt Stewart Comedy. And you can find Primates at Primates Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And the email address is primatespod at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for topics or anything like that into the future, thanks so much for joining us here in the Monkey House this week. Uh, Evan, we always riff a, a sign out that is primate related. If you would be willing to do that, I'll say thank you so much for joining us. And as we always say in the monkey house. Yeah, that's right. That was my putty. <laughs> that's primate it's a classic related. Classic line, yeah. Oh, human. You are a piece of work. Putty's a great human. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. (laughs) Mr. Kramer, he's an innocent primate. So am I. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.